Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Introduction. I believe when I connect my values to the gifts and talents God has given me, that I am and will be an unstoppable force for good to all I meet. The veneration of my values, Matt Guybe, 2011. And that's the first attempt I made at writing a book. I wrote about a 40-page ebook back then, had people help me with it when I was heavily into the self-help genre. Um, was kind of my detour from being in church hurt and things like that for a while. There's some good thing in the self-help genre, uh, but I think it can really lead you astray because of that very word, self-help. You know, yes, we have, I believe we have gifts and talents God has given us, even men and women out there that you and I know of, that maybe do not have a personal relationship with Jesus or God yet. God has still given them some gifts and talents, but I think sometimes um, we have to be careful with with how we view those things. Um, also, there's a lot of when you really get into self-help, you know, I had to get rid of about 40 books. Uh, there's a good number of them that um, really tie into. You know, the universe has helped me with this rather than God is helping me with this. The universe has given me that uh, truth or this truth. And. Um, I believe there's a lot, what I want to say, I think there's a lot of new age things that come into view sometimes. And uh, if we're not careful, even though there are some good principles there, um, you could be deceived um, by going too far into that genre. That's just my opinion. Um, the reason I got back into this is because uh, my mom passed away on the 27th and I God had me during the process, and I'm still doing it, reviewing a lot of things in my life. And I've been going through things and getting rid of them, some things. And this was one thing I thought I'd just get rid of uh, my book, The Veneration of My Values. And it's, I felt like God stopped me and said, no, don't get rid of it. Just redo it. So I'm in the process of redoing that book. Um, this is kind of an expression of uh, some of the things that I've come to uh, just this last week or two, uh, the veneration, veneration, some people, <clears throat> one of the meanings is worship. I never wanted to mean it that way. It means really regarding something highly, really treasuring it, really valuing it. And when we get into this study a little bit, um, that's what we're going to find, that God wants us to value and treasure and protect and take care of things that we value and really take to heart what we are valuing. So let's get started. We'll look at the first scripture. Luke 12, 6 and 7. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten by before God. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. The Greek word there for 
value is Diaferro. Diaferro. And we're going to get into that a little bit because I love words. I'm a word nerd. Um, this this study is based on a lot of that, the word study. Philippians 1.10. I think you probably read that in the ad for this class. So that you may learn to recognize and treasure what is excellent, identifying the best and distinguishing moral differences, that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, actually living lives that lead others away from sin. The word here for finding or treasuring what is excellent, as the Amplified says, uh, is diaphero again. Um, some of the uh, translations that you may approve the things that are excellent. God wants you to look at your life and the things that they're taken up with, your life is taken up with, that your life is, um, I guess, consumed with, or that you live around. Are they excellent? Are these excellent things that you're involved with? Uh, New American Standard, that you may, I love this one, discover things that are excellent or of value. Uh, amplified Classic, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences, and that you may be untainted and pure, unerring and blameless, so that your heart's sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ not stumbling or causing others to stumble. So I, I'm thinking that we could value things like I valued for a while, the self-help genre, you know, really threw myself into that, that could actually deceive us, take us out of the way and stumble us. That's one thought that I get from this verse. But there are things that we can value, uh, treasure, seek to approve, seek to develop, um, that are going to solidify our walk in God, that are going to make us stronger in God, that are going to make us um, unstoppable, as I said up there, I think in my uh, quote. Uh, other words would be essential. Find the things that are essential, superior, or vital. What are those things in your life today? And I think we all have similar values because we're born again, spirit-filled Christians, but there are some different varying things that um, it's all right. You may value something a little different or a little treasure it a little more than I do and vice versa. And that's okay. And then I put down here, because this is a thought that God gave me, God's not looking so much to me. God's not looking so much for my perfection, even though the Bible says to be perfect, says uh, which means to be complete and mature, really. He's not looking so much for perfection yet he is looking for excellence. Now let's look at the words uh, for value. The Greek word, of course, is diaphero, to bear or carry through any place. Thought that was interesting. To carry different ways, carry through in different directions to different places. It's like a ship on a sea that's driven by the waves or the winds. And I thought of values. If if you have a value in your life, it is carrying you through in what you're doing. It carries you through in how you carry yourself in life, how you present yourself by what you value. Um, another meaning, to differ, to test, to prove, 
the good or the excellence. Um, distinguish in differences between things. What is more valuable than something else in your life? To distinguish between good and evil, lawful, unlawful, to, to approve of things that excel. I love that meeting. A val to find value, to have value in your life should be you approving of things that excel. What are the gifts that God has given you? What are the talents? What are your callings that you uh, want to have approved by him and then excel in? And what are you doing to excel in those things? To prove a thing or quality uh, with a view for approval. Do you know that today God wants to bring your gifts, your talents, things you value uh, as you've talked it over with him, and he wants to approve it, you know? Um, my earthly father was a very good father. He was a Marine's Marine, but sometimes he was a little abusive, a little abrupt, you know, and I bring ideas to him and they weren't bad ideas, maybe where I wanted to go to college or a career that I wanted. And he'd say, you don't want to do that. And our heavenly father, he isn't really like that. He wants to approve, uh, something that you're interested in. That's a good thing. He wants you to excel in those things. He's not going to say, oh, that's no good. Uh, he's seeking to help you uh, develop that and, uh, and cultivate that. Something that makes a difference. Do you have values in your life today that are making a difference, that are important? That, uh, because our lives are so connected to so many people, you know, are you making a difference? Now let's look. When I wrote my book, The Veneration of My Values, this is really, I love these meanings, French and Latin. The word for value comes from the French word valor. Isn't that interesting? Value comes from valor. And I, again, I think of a scripture God gave me in the last month in, uh, um, what is it? It's uh, Joshua, you know, be strong, be of courage. My, my friend and I, a Christian friend and I that owns a Christian coffee shop up 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 the street. Uh, we read a lot of Danny Silk, and we've been reading um, and talking about keep your love on as regarding to marriage and other relationships. And Danny uses the word power. Be a person of power. And my friend up there, she says, I like the word courage because really that's what we're talking about. Be a person of valor. Be a person of courage. And it takes courage to live the Christian life and to live your values. Some of the other words, this is wonderful. Be worth or be value. Value in its purest sense is derived from the Latin word valeur, which means to be strong, be worth, and be well, or be strong and be well. Bottom line, be of value. And then I read this once um, when I wrote this book years ago, was taking my little granddaughter, she's not little anymore, she'll be a senior next year, to kindergarten. And there on the wall was this Latin saying, and I had to go home and look it up. Vida non est vivere sed valere vida est. And I knew valere had to do with value. And basically it means life is not to just live, but to live vigorously. The exact translation would have sounded odd. Valeri has a few different translations, all meaning pretty much the same thing. It could also be read as be strong or able 
What it means is that there is no more to life, uh, that there should be more to life than just existence. God created us for more than just existing. He created us to do something, to make a difference, to make something of ourselves with his help. You know, I was in the self-help genre. You know, I'm going to make something of myself. Yes, there's a truth to that, but without him coming along beside me, that's not going to cut it. Make something of yourself to make yourself worthwhile um, with God's help, okay? Uh, English word, monetary value, numerical value, um, you know, 10 plus 10 is 20. Um, the value of money, of course, we're seeing the value of our money go down the drain right now. <laughs> uh, the word is used well, used well both as a verb and a noun, to have merit, worth, to be useful. Uh, has to do with morality, of principles and ethics. Uh, the verb means to appraise, evaluate, appreciate, esteem, highly esteem, treasure, cherish, love, to hold in high regard. That's where I got the word veneration. Are you holding the values that God is uh, wanting you to emphasize in your life in high regard? Um, are you, like, I, I'll give you an example. And I had preacher friends, and I fell into this before. You know, we're in the ministry, we're doing the ministry, we're counseling people, we're ministering to them, you know, from dawn till dusk. And then we come home and, and we, we plop in bed and we don't even have time for our family. I would say your values then are out of whack, that you need to reprioritize your values. I would say... One of the values, one of my high values, even in the book I wrote and still is, is my family, you know, and there have to sometimes be boundaries, especially if we're ministers, if we're pastors, wouldn't you say that David Farwell, if, the, if you're a pastor, you sometimes have to have boundaries with people, you can't allow people just to call you all the time or come over here, I got this problem now, because there's other things that in your life, like your family, I think to every one of us here should be more important, right? That's that's how I'll make the difference there. Cultivating values or value. We should be wanting to discover, develop, and cultivate qualities, values, and virtues. You'll find that virtue comes from the word value. They're kind of related in our lives. And virtues have to do with um, more like moral goodness, even more so than value when you look that up. Uh, cultivate moral, uh, cultivate virtues and values in our lives that are excellent or of usefulness. Uh, and I put down here what an old preacher used to tell me, he'd say, Matt, information, teaching is good, it's taught, you can teach the Bible, Bible principles, but really the values that we could get from Scripture and from God must be caught, you know, come from the Spirit of God, I would say, is another way. In order to do this, we must first know that we are valued or have value. You cannot, I've come to the conclusion, you can't, you cannot develop true value, things that are truly good and of moral virtue, if you don't understand that you are valued. I want to say that again. You cannot, in my opinion, develop things that are of real worth or value or worth treasuring in your life unless you know first that you are valued. So 
let's look at some. These are some of my go-to scriptures. This has been a go-to scripture for me oh, since I was nine or 10 years old. And even though I was a Christian, even when I, when I went into junior high, I still had a lot of problems with self-worth, thinking that, you know, self-esteem. And I, pin, I, I pasted this verse on my locker. I still have it here in my notes from the 70s, you know, on a four by six card or whatever. whatever. I don't have the whole thing here, but here's a good part of it. Psalm 139, 13 and 14. You form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. And I had to read that. Seems like almost every day when I open my locker to put my mind and heart in the right place. You form my inward parts. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, he values you and I. Uh, Ephesians 1.5, having predestined us to adoption. I was adopted uh, April 22nd, 1958 by a preacher's kid. Um, they were very good Christians. I mean, they're nominal, good Baptists, I guess, good Methodists at the time when the Methodists were still good. Um, and they brought me up as best they could in a godly way. I was adopted and we're adopted you know, and I'm always thankful for that. I'm so grateful that I was adopted by a Christian family. You know, my grandfather was an itinerant preacher. Uh, he's adopted us. Jesus has adopted us. Why? According to the good pleasure of his will. And then Romans 8, 37 to 39. These are probably all scriptures you're familiar with. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor flat tires, nor the car not working or not knowing where my next paycheck's coming from, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything can separate me from the love of Christ. Can you say that today? You know, I think of all the things, you know, um, that we go through as people, and we all do go through things. Um, maybe not like some of my friends when I went over um, to India and ministered, and some of those friends I still have there, but it's all relative. You and I go through things in our lives, you know, the car breaks down, the baby gets sick, you know, mother gets sick like mine did, you know, but she was, she'd lived a long life. We go through things, but nothing can separate us from the love of God. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. If you're drawing a breath today, God has a future, and he's got a hope for you, you know. Uh, behold, what manner the love, First uh, John 3, 1, the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called, I think it says, one version says, sons of God, daughters of God, children of God. Isn't that wonderful? We're not just servants. But we're sons and daughters of God, you know. First John 4, 9. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Zephaniah 3, 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee, I love this one, is mighty. He will save and he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy. 
over thee was singing. Can you see the angels singing over you today? Can you see the father just so thrilled about you? You have to know that you have value. You have to know that you're valued by him, that you're treasured by him. Then this one, I love this one. Exodus 33, 17, 18, 19. The Lord said to Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked. Why? For you found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Don't you think he wants to do that for you and I? What are you asking him today? Huh? Then Moses said, please show me your glory, which is really a derivative of goodness. I will cause my goodness or glory to pass before you. The Lord replied, I will proclaim my name, uh, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, compassion on whom I have compassion. Oh, he, he, God is a good God. You have to know that. And he wants to show you his glory and goodness. I put down there also Matthew 7, 7 through 11, talking about fathers. If, if you ask the father for a fish or ask the father for something, is he going to give you a stone? No, not the heavenly father. You're a favored son or daughter. You have to know that you have value. So am I making sense so far? Yes or no? Is this making sense for people? I hope so. Comments, questions, thoughts? I'd love to hear them. I guess I'll go on. Now, <clears throat> a lot of time when I began to think about value again this week, or the last two weeks, I've thought of different people that are not men and women of God. They're not, they don't know God. Did you have a comment, Venus? Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was a mute. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go on. Um, I used to think kind of in my mind that, well, their values are different than mine, you know, just kind of like a story I heard just going by the television about a, a family here, sad, sad story. Five years ago, uh, people broke into their house and killed uh, the man and the woman and their two kids and come to find out, finally, five years later, they found the people that did it. Um, they were of um, the Banditos motorcycle gang. And now they've been charged with murder. And I thought, well, these people valued the wrong. They had value. Their values were drugs, alcohol, gun running, money. That's why the family, the father of the house got in trouble. He valued the wrong things. But really, I came to the conclusion there's no such thing as value without God. Um, that's not a value, those kind of things. Um, let's look at Romans 128 in view of that. And even as they did not like to dea Pharaoh, God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased or worthless is what that means, mind to do things that are not fitting. If you're not going to allow God to develop and cultivate gifts, talents, and values that are in line with, with his nature, and you're not willing to do that, and you just want to divorce yourself from that there even is a God, he's going to give you over to a, a worthless mind. The things that you are going to be developing, the things that you are going to be um, seeking after will end up worthless. Um, that's what I'll say. 
I guess I have some more questions about that, but uh, I'll go on now. John 3, 16 to 19, we all know, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whomsoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We, we know that by heart, right? He who believes in him is not condemned. He who does not believe is condemned already, but he, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now the phrase that I highlighted. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They had no value. That they, They're doing evil deeds. They, they don't want God in their mind. And so the condemnation, uh, or, you know, you could say the condemnation is, you know, they're living in darkness. They're living apart from God. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You know, salt is supposed to have some value. It'd be a, what, a preservative to uh, season your food. But if it's lost that savor, then it's no good anymore. Spiritually speaking, we're supposed to be preservers of the things of God. We're supposed to be, um, what would you say, add things to life that are of value and good. But if we, we aren't in that mode, if we've been taken away from that, we're good for nothing then. We're worthless. It's worthless. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine. You know, uh, being the light of the world, you weren't meant to close that down. You know, you were meant to shine for people. Uh, Isaiah 520, this is one that's been on my heart a lot lately. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And sad to say, I think that's what we're seeing right now, um, but God's going to overturn this. And yet there's a great, great, um, you know, contention, a great battle, a great struggle for those that are trying to call what God would say was evil good, and for those that are trying to take the good things and they, they want to say they're evil. There's a great battle going on right now in our society, in our world, uh, that's related to this scripture. You know, you can all see it. Uh, how about some qualities worth, uh, worth cultivating? And then I'm going to be done. And then you guys can make your comments. I, I'd like to hear, if we have time, some comments. Some qualities worth cultivating. I love this passage. Simon Peter, a bondservant, I'm in 2 Peter 1, 1 to 11, an apostle, a special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ, to those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being, be multiplied. I'm reading from the Amplified. 
to you in the true intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic life, a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he's bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value, so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of the disreputable desire and become sharers of the divine nature. Now, uh, boy, this is such a powerful scripture. How do we become sharers of divine nature? By allowing God to develop these values inside of us, in our hearts, in our lives. For this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort in exercising your faith to develop moral excellence. Let me see. I want to, I wrote some other things down here. Moral excellence. Um, well, I don't know where that note went. We'll just read it. Uh, develop moral excellence. And in moral excellence, knowledge or un insight and understanding. And in your knowledge, self-control or temperance. And in your self-control, perseverance or steadfastness. In your steadfastness, godliness. In your godliness, brotherly affection or kindness. Are you a kind person? Sometimes I've not been. And in your brotherly affection, develop agape love. That is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and do things for their benefit. For as these qualities are yours and increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, they will keep you from being useless, worthless, and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted, closing his spiritual eyes to the truth. Boy, do you lack these qualities? How are we doing on these qualities today, on these values, you know? Uh, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues or values, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be provided to you, abundantly provided to you. And then uh, another scripture to close here. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, remember value has to do with uh, cultivating and developing excellence. If there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them, and plant them in your heart. And that's what I had today. Uh, what do you value? So uh, comments, questions, thoughts um, that anybody has?
Well, my friend, that was a powerful lesson. Um, I was just having a conversation last night with my spiritual father. And it was so in line with this because, you know, here we are talking about, you know, developing values. But we, we live in such a, such a world of self-help mm. that people look inside of themselves for the answers of where they create these values. And, and, and it's such a needed message, such a timely message for this time to recognize that if we don't help people to understand that we first have to look to Christ for what creates value in us. Um, and that through that, what I mean, that passage in Peter is, you know, we, we could spend months just mm -hmm. on those 11 verses, 12 verses. I mean, it's, it's a lifetime of knowledge and understanding to really allow God to bring revelation to us that it's only by these things and by the development of godliness and brotherly love in us that God swings the doors wide open to his kingdom and helps us to see and, and to live in the fullness of that. I'm so grateful that you brought this up. And I, I, you know, my thoughts are really just a lot of agreement. <laughs> first and foremost but i'm i'm in awe i'm in awe of of whenever god repeats when we see start a rhythm start coming up where people who don't even know each other start to bring up the same topic mm. um it, you know our spiritual ears should should kind of point up and start to listen a little bit more carefully what is god doing in the earth right now and um, I believe that God is calling his people back to an understanding of the centrality of Christ, mm. the preeminence of Christ. If you're going to find your worth, find it mm -hmm. in him. Amen. Um, and so I thank you for bringing this up. And um, I, I hope, I mean, I know for me, I'll just say this. I'm not done studying what you taught today. So. I'm, I'm going to be taking it with me and, and meditating on this throughout, throughout the rest of the day, for sure. Good. Yeah, I, I, there's more messages in there, for sure. We didn't even get to the Psalms. I was going to bring some Psalms in here because this is supposed to be Psalms class, but God took me on a little bit of a detour. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, I think I'll leave you guys go then to uh, what your values are and what you're going to do today. So having said that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Guy. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.